Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host. I'm Alex Albisu. This is episode 40. Holy cow. All right. So uh, as always, you can go and listen to other episodes where we talk about fatherhood and all sorts of stories there by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Today, to celebrate 40 episodes, I have my lovely wife. This is Deanna. Deanna, say hi to the nice folks. Hi, everyone. All right. Deanna played a pretty critical role in the creation of our daughter. I would say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty critical. Yeah. Um, sorry if you guys hear some jingling. We got the dogs down here with us. So Finn's scratching at his ear. Finn, stop. Finn, Finn, get a hold of yourself, kid. Look at him. He's going nuts. Finny. He found a spot underneath his collar. Come here, Finny. Yeah, get, get up there with mom. Come here, buddy. All right. So this is going to be sort of an impromptu sort of episode. I just wanted to reflect 40 episodes later, um, roughly a year and a few months later, um, we have entered into this parenting thing, and I wanted to use this as an opportunity to allow my listeners to hear how things have been going from your perspective. Yeah. What is uh, what is motherhood like? Um, how am I doing as a dad? <laughs> um, how is Aria doing? Why don't, you, why don't you fill us in? Yeah, so motherhood is the craziest ride that you ever go through. It's, um, it's, it's insane, the amount that you watch that little girl grow every day is just amazing. Yeah. Um, it is also one, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, last week alone, I, I was, well, let's put it in context. So, yeah, so, yeah. I, so I was, I was going to do that. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I was going to, I was just going to say, cause I was out of town for work mm-hmm. and yeah, I was a uh, single parenting for yeah. a couple, couple nights. And, um, she was doing great over the weekend before you left Monday morning and we also were dealing with some ants in the house. So I just remember oh it's Monday at six 30 in the morning and I'm in the shower and all of a sudden I hear somebody and I already, I thought you left and I hear somebody in the bathroom and I open the door and there you are scared the crap out of me. That's not hard to do. And you were like, the ants are all over the place. I'm like, okay. And I just jumped in the shower. And then I look and the monitor is going off. I'm like, yeah. is she awake? And like, normally she like would, would have slept for another 45 minutes or so, just enough for me to get a shower, get ready. And then she'd be up. And you kind of looked and you, you took this very deep breath and you looked at me and you were like, yes, I've cleaned what I can for the ants. I have to go. And I was like, yep. go just I was like, she's gonna be fine. I gotta, I gotta finish a shower. Like I had yeah. just stepped in. I had shampoo in my hair, and um, you know, it, blessing in disguise. She actually went back to sleep and slept for another probably hour or so, which gave me enough time to get dressed and showered and everything, and go fix the ant problem that was downstairs. Um, and so, but then the next three nights in a row. Homegirl decided, you know what? I'm going to teethe while daddy's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it started with Monday night. She decided to be up from one uh, thirty to 4. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, and we've had those experiences apart before. Um, we've had those experiences together. Mm-hmm. Uh, before uh, I, I think would say that this we is rarely the have them apart well we've yeah, always I, kind of been able to tag I, team I've definitely had them all while you while you were away but I think this is the longest stretch mm-hmm. I guess to my point is that this is the longest stretch that where one of us wasn't home somebody was just kind of single-handedly taking care of it and of course I get home from my trip and she's been fine 
literally night. the night you got home was the first night and three nights she slept through the night. My mom even came over. Thank God for my mom. She came over on Tuesday night and let me. Well, the, the thing that's hard about it is, you know, my mom is amazing and she came over and she helped take care of Aria that Tuesday going into Wednesday. And um, but I I could I still know my daughter is awake. Yeah, it's tough to, to deal and with. while I slept okay, it, and it, it's better than being up with her, like, it's still, you have this, like, pit in your stomach that something is wrong with my kid, and I'm not there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, for all for all you dads out there, there's times where your wives are going to break down. And I definitely had that moment Wednesday night. I almost actually called you at 2 a.m. on Wednesday night, but was like... There's legitimately nothing you can do. You were in a whole nother state. Yeah. Um, but after two hours of just rocking her and doing everything right, like everything right. And our little girl is now 24 pounds. And I held her for two hours straight. Yeah. And I tried to transfer her to her crib probably two to three times. And the last time I got almost out the door and she woke up yep. screaming. And I basically found myself sitting on her bedroom floor, bawling my eyes out. Yep. And I just looked at her and I said, Mommy has been holding you for two hours. I gave her a kiss on the head and I said, it's time for you to figure it out. Yep. And I walked out. Yeah. And bawled in our room. <laughs> well, let's talk about it because you and I have used that that method yeah. um, a couple times where it's like, it's sort of that cry it out method. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I want to be very clear like when we talk about this is that the, the, no um, size fits all for, yeah. for kids. Uh, we, we've been finding that this has been working and we use it as sort of a last resort. And um, and you have to judge your kid, like yeah. you said. I mean, I knew on Wednesday night when I put her in her crib for the last time, she put her head down and then kind of looked up at me and started crying. Like she didn't stand up right away and start crying. It was one of those things that you could tell she was tired. Yeah, she just, but she couldn't. Like, but she didn't want to let herself. go of me. Yeah, that yeah. was the problem. And I was like, I can't. It's kind of like letting yeah. go of that teddy bear. Like I couldn't be there anymore. I yeah. had to figure something out. So yeah, I knew she was tired. And to be honest, it's not like I was going to leave in, her in there for a while, just screaming if that's yeah. the way it was. But honestly, after five minutes, she had put her head down and yeah. whimpered here and there. And that's when, you know, she's and that's the hardest thing in the world. And, and I've talked about this on the show before, um, how you, you understand what what's end is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've, we've certainly experienced some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's really hard when your kid is teething and there is nothing that you can do about it. Yeah. It's very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that though, here, here we are a little mm-hmm. over a year later, I would say that, a lot has changed. A lot has evolved. A lot is, um, it, it like you said, it's it's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. Here we is. are. Here we are later. Um, if I go back and listen to you know like a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, we we kind of started this, or I started the show and I had you on. We started the show like two years ago. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm talking about like when I actually had you oh, on okay. the yeah. show, right? Like it was a couple months after she was born. True. Okay. Um. What do you say your your state of mind is at this point in the game as compared to last year? I feel like this time, well, actually this time last year I had just gone back to work. Yeah. So my three months maternity leave had just been up 
and I was I literally had just finished my first week of work probably this time last year. Yeah. Um. You know, I, it's funny because I look back at August through probably November. Yeah. And um, I wonder like how I made it through. Yeah. And it's not something you realize in the moment. It's something you realize after the fact between going back to work, a lot going on at work, um, and then my grandfather passing. Right. It was, that was a very rough couple months. That was a very tough time. And it's honestly not something I realized how tough it was until after the fact. Right. When you kind of had that chance to breathe. Yep. Um. So, you know, I look at now, work is still crazy, um, but I feel like we have like a, I, no, I need like wood to knock on, but I feel like we have a handle on things to yep. a point. Um, there's still rough days. Yep. She throws, it's, it's funny because every parent says you feel you get a schedule down and then they decide to throw you a curveball. Oh, totally. And she does it all the time. Yeah. Um, whether it be the thing you talked about a couple episodes ago where she was eating great and then all of a sudden she just decided to like chew and spit out her food. Yep. And you're just like, what? What? Come on, kid. Like, what yep. are you doing? Um, and then you have nights like tonight where she wouldn't yeah. stop eating. Yeah. We, we talked about that earlier this evening. We we're like, oh my God, she's eating like a champion. Yeah. Um, Housing her food. Yeah. She so, must be going through a growth spurt. Like something. When I think she's actually just hungry because we had to. You know, oh, true though. Cut back her milk. Yeah, we had to cut back her milk. Um, I, did I mention that on the show? I don't think I mentioned that on the show. You want to? You want to tell everybody at yeah. home kind of what happened? So she went in for a fifteen-month uh, doctor's appointment, and the doctor, you know, she's on whole milk now, not really doing the formula. But uh, the doctor had asked, you know, how much milk is she drinking, and. Um, my mom was at that appointment with me and her and I kind of start doing the, the gazintas in her head and um, we're like, oh, she's probably having about like 30 ounces of milk a day. And the doctor was like, okay, that's a lot of milk. Um, that's probably about 600 calories and her daily caloric intake is supposed to be a thousand. We're like, oh. Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. So she was like, I'd try and like cut back on that yeah. so we've been working on that and she's doing pretty well she's with eating, it she's eating a lot better yeah and uh i mean she still likes her milk she likes the bottle she yeah yeah she does it, it helps a lot one. with the tea yes it you does. know but she loves milk what do you think about her change in personality so, so at this point in the game she's been showing a lot of personality so so uh i'll, I'll kind of preface it with a <laughs> uh some stories from swim class um because yeah. swim class um as you guys may or may not know if you've been listening to the show for a while aria goes to a like a toddler swim class she's been doing it since about three months old and uh it basically teaches them the the fine motor skills and stuff that they need to start developing but also getting them used to being in the water and some very crucial life-saving tips and tricks uh, that that come hand in hand with having a young child in any sort of water situation. So <laughs> so we, we've recently had a, a switch in, in coaches. Uh, we had Coach Cheryl for a while. Coach Cheryl ended up uh, moving to a different time slot. And it also just so happened that we kind of needed to move it up a notch to like the the how do they put it it's she the, was no longer a swim baby since she had started walking she was right. now like a 
a swim toddler, toddler something like that. So, so, so now she's with the new class. Um, and now she has Coach Emily. And Coach Emily's great. <laughs> and we love her to death. And But it's really funny watching her getting in the pool. Because Aria's personality is very... Um, I, I, I'd use a few words to describe her personality. Bossy is one of them. Sassy. Sassy. Um, talkative. Mm-hmm. Um, she, but, she, I mean, it, bossy sounds mean. Like, she's not bossy. Uh, kind of. <laughs> she's kind of She knows mean. what she wants. Yeah, she's kind of bossy, girl. She knows what she wants. So, she'll, uh, you sit her Raising down on the... a strong, independent woman. You sit her down on the side <laughs> of the of the pool, and, and, you know, you get ready to sing the song to get into the pool. And, <laughs> You're and, not going to sing that for us? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, well, No, I will. I will. So, so you know, you, you get over there. This is a good song for everyone to sing to kids. You wait for a grown-up to get in, oh, no, to play in the water, play in the water, play in the water. You wait for a grown-up to get in the water. That's our safety rule. Okay, all right. So, and then you bring them into the pool. But when you set her down, she's just kind of one-on-one with the coach. And she doesn't really bat an eye on the fact that I set her down. It's more, she kind of catches Emily's eyes and concerned look on her face and just starts going ba 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 da ba da da ba 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 and she's, and her hands are going and it's like she's explaining to Emily all the reasons why she doesn't trust her. <laughs> and you, you know what I mean? It's like she's she's explaining, you better not do this and this and that. And she's very bossy about it. I think she's it. just telling her about her week. You think? Yeah. I don't know, man. She seems like a little little bossy about it. <laughs> so and, and also during class, she's constantly <laughs> screaming at the other kids and, you know, in a playful way. Not so. screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make her sound like this, like. You know, Ari's a bossy kid. Crazy kid. She's a bossy she... kid. And it's really funny. It is. Uh, so, her personality has evolved. Yeah. Um, uh, how has that experience been for you? Someone said to me the other day, I was showing them a video of Aria uh, just jabbing away at us. And she looked at me. She goes, I hope what they say is true. And that if they are, they have a sassy personality when they're young, when they're teenagers, they're not as bad. And <laughs> I was like, Girl, like I hope to God that is how it is because can you imagine this little personality on a fourteen-year-old teenager? Uh-huh. It'll be nuts. Oh, um, but in all honesty, it is she cracks me up. Like she is just, uh, it. She's hilarious. I I wish I knew what she was saying. Yeah. Um, I would love to eventually find out like what's going on in that head yeah that she i mean it's just it is so funny to watch and to watch her register things she's still so analytical about everything yeah yeah she is um gosh like even a jewel your mom got a necklace for her birthday and aria just wanted the box so your yeah. mom gave her the box and she spent forever just kind of like like trying figuring to, out how to open yeah. Right? yeah 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 um so I mean, that hasn't changed. She's still analytical. She still has a love for dance and music and yeah. and all that. But the she's definitely finding her voice. And like, not just in the screaming, oh, this is me kind of thing. It's more in the like, if I say this, what will I get? Yeah, cause effect. And um, the doctor actually said it funnily. She was like, I think she's going to be having tantrums before she's two. And I was like, oh, they've already started. Yeah, they really have. So it's also like... It seems fairly early that those have started. So figuring out how do we handle those? Because she still doesn't quite understand things. Right. It's more just the whole cause and effect of like, okay, you do this. So this happens. Right. So we have to make sure 
personally that we t- don't teach her that if she screams and cries, she will get what she wants. That's true. And so that's easy. so hard. Well, yeah, it's so easy to fall into that trap, yes. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, it's it's I mean, a the hell phones. of a ride, man. Like this is, oh yeah, like the phones. She loves to grab phones and if she doesn't get to hold a cell phone, she freaks out. So, you know, we've been really teaching her, mm-hmm. hey, don't like... Like, this is mommy's, this is, this mo- is yeah. daddy's. You don't touch that one. You mm-hmm. have your own little play phone. And, like, and she, she has, like, three play phones. <laughs> and she loves to pretend like she's talking on the phone yes. with them. That's so funny. But anyway, so it's been a heck of a ride. Any uh, words of wisdom for, you know, maybe dads listening out there uh, from the wife's perspective? Um, I mean, I didn't mention it. You've been a great dad. You really have. You've been a great support system. And... um. You know, it's it's funny because I feel like, especially since this is our first kid, we've been together for so long. We're really just navigating these things together, and yeah. it it's. I look back on some of the conversations, like when she was first, like when she had the ear infection and stuff, and we just kind of were like, "Well, what about this?" And it got to the point where both of us were just like, "I don't care what we do anymore. Just do something." Yeah. And we both just kind of like hit that wit's end. But no one was like upset at the other person right. after it. It wasn't a thing of, I can't believe you spoke to me that way. Yeah. Oh, well, I spoke to you that way because it was two in the morning and the baby was crying. Yeah. But we don't have to explain that. So I would honestly just say to both parents involved, because yeah. it's hard not to take things personally. Yep. Just realize like you both are in this together. This isn't like a, you know, the dad's not the helper. Right. It's the mom and the dad. The yep. mom's not the helper. You guys are in this together. You created this together. So being there together, asking each other for help, or just doing it, not even needing to be asked for help, is the big thing. And then bounce ideas off of each other. If it's in the middle of the night and you don't know what's going on, just be like, what do you think we should do? And if the person really gives you a kind of crappy response, just be like, okay, that's not going to work. Let's think again. Or don't take things personally like that's the one thing i think that happens a lot with um with parents and why that connection between the two of them breaks and i'm not gonna say you and i have been perfect in that because we haven't no um but but it's also realizing i mean there's times where you've made a comment to me and i kind of looked at you and took it funny and then a couple like an hour later i was like oh he didn't mean it that way just let it go. It, it's really, it's it's in like the heat of the moment with mm-hmm. those woods end situations. But um, the theme of context has been somewhat profound for me in the last week or so due to some stuff going on at work and, and you know, stuff with the baby and, and all this stuff. And, you know, like really, if you if you have an opportunity to pause, and, I, and I've, I've, I've really promoted the idea of like meditation, taking time for, for, uh, centering yourself in these sort of stressful situations like you like you experience as a, as a parent, um, you know, the, the theme of context comes into play because if you're able to pause mm-hmm. for just a moment in these really stressful situations or if, you know, you may feel upset with your partner, you may feel upset with your with your child, any anybody else really in your life. And then look at it from the outside in, you know, make a a meta move is the is the term that um that was used when we were talking about it this past week and you know you kind of look at it from the outside in and really take the situation into context look at the fact that you know what this is really a a stressful situation 
it's okay that I feel stressed. Yeah. But maybe I should reframe also the way that it's affecting my partner, the way that it's affecting my child, mm-hmm. anybody else, because, and look at it from their perspective too. Because that when you're child able to, feels all of it too, yeah. and that doesn't help. When you're able to take a step back and look at this situation contextually and look at it from all perspectives, you're able to really handle these stressful situations. And, and that has been um, something that's worked very well. Um, so I, I, I hope that this um, helps anybody else who have been in these sort of stressful situations that you and I have been in. Mm-hmm. And they're, all, they're just going to continue. They are. Jesus. And if you'd like to share any horror stories or anything, yeah, please do. Email. Make us feel better. Yeah, the dad. Cro- <laughs> it's the Dad Chronicle Podcast at gmail.com. Again, my guest is my beautiful wife, is Deanna. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being on the show. We'll see everybody next time. Bye, y'all. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.